welcome to hey great shot this is the great shot podcast a cracked rackets and tennis channel podcast network production my name is alex gruskin we hope all of you listeners have enjoyed our new segment this week our ace of the day brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. of course this segment was founded due to the fact that tennis is that one sport that has so much action going across the globe on a day-by-day week-by-week really hour-by-hour basis and we know our fans here at cracked rackets are the most well-informed the most well-educated fans in the business, so why not take advantage of that fact? Now, thankfully, all of us can due to our partnership with DraftKings, and for those of you unfamiliar, here's how it works. You're going to go to DraftKings Sportsbook. You're going to create your account and make a deposit. From there, DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. You're going to make your first bet, and DraftKings is also going to match that with a risk-free first bet up to $500, and for those of you making your first bets this week alongside of us at Cracked Rackets. Hopefully you've taken advantage of that risk-free first bet. I've had some hits, uh, unfortunately a few more misses than hits this week. That's just how the ball rolls in this game, but I promise you we're getting back on track today. I have some winners for you folks. Nevertheless, you can get in on the action by going to dkng.co slash great shot to play. That's dkng.co slash great shot gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. You must be 21 years or older and in a participating state to take advantage of this offer. Again, it's dkng.co slash great shot to play. And folks, it has been so enjoyable to get to play along with the action this week. It does feel like you have a further vested interest, and of course you do, I suppose post when you're putting up your own uh, capital, your own money into the game. Uh, But it's just been so enjoyable for me to follow along. Again, I feel like I have an added bonus. I feel like I am competing uh, just as much as these players. Maybe that speaks more to my ego than anything else. That's not going to be anything new to you longtime's Crack Rackets listeners. But uh, it's been really fun to go along. And so for all of you listeners who have been listening, we appreciate that. And hopefully you've been following along as well. Again, I promise we will be trending upwards from here now. Now, yesterday was a rough day for me, and it was funny because if you listen back to the podcast, you know once I saw that it was going to be Bernardo Pera taking on Jennifer Brady in the matchup between the Breakers and the Castles, I became, you know, a bit hesitant. I thought it was going to be Rodianova or Venus versus Brady. When I saw it was Pera, I looked up their head-to-heads. I said, yeah, they've been three-set battles in the past, but I like Jennifer Brady's game in the no-ad format a little bit better than Bernardo Pera's. Uh, evidently, that was a swing and a miss by me, and if you followed along, that means that was a $30 loss. It was my only bet of the day. I thought everything else was a stay away, and thankfully I did because I would mentioned there was a query Johnson. Take advantage of the fact they're both underdogs parlay, and both of those guys ended up lo- losing. So thankfully, we stayed away from that, but we did lose 30 on Brady. Sadly, that means I'm down 77.85 for the weekend. You know, the the gambler's paradox is to try and win it all back in one swing, right? That's how the casinos gets you. That's how the sports book gets you. It's just, you know, that's exactly what they want to try and bait you into doing. And so I'm still going to stay disciplined today. I'm not going to try and get it back with some miraculous $100 bet, which we are able to do. For those of you who don't remember the rules, up to $100, uh, you can spread your bets across a couple of things. You can stay away from a day if you just think it's too difficult to read, and that's probably what I should have 
have done yesterday after seeing it was Para versus Jennifer Brady. And that's also why this World Team Tennis season is so tricky, right? Not only is it the no-ad scoring short sets up to five breakers at four-all, but there's a lot of parity. You know, again, it, it's really difficult to pick. A lot of these matches are either or so many exceptional players participating in the field this week. Uh, But I'm going to start picking some winners from here. Again, it's on me to be better, folks. I know that. Dalton and Westhoff and Parker uh, keep chirping at me about it, and I can't tolerate that, as I mentioned earlier, fragile ego. Uh, So it is on me. I I did my research today, folks. I have a bunch of stats to turn to. I have also mentioned, you know, I've been focused on world team tennis, but part of the perks of the tennis world, there are so many different events going on across the globe at any given moment, you know, less so now, obviously, given we're in the midst of a global pandemic. But still, you have events across the globe. You start looking at the board. You see events, you know, such as I believe they have the uh, British men's tour uh, or the British tour for the men and the women. They've got the Eastern European Championships for the men and the women, the U.S. Pro Tennis Series for the men and the women. And then, uh, you know, you continue to go the German Pro Series. Uh, there's a lot of good action to get in on. And I'm going to spread things out this week. I'm going to go to the U.S. Pro Tennis Series because if you are a listener of this Our Cracked Rackets podcast, you know college tennis is something near and dear to our hearts. And we have three of the four participants on the men's side today as either current or former college tennis players. And so I feel like I actually know these players, you know, quite well. I feel like here we're going to have a competitive advantage over maybe some of the other less, you know, you see a name like Felix Corwin or a Gage Brimer, who I'm about to be talking about. That may name may mean little to you folks, but you know, Gage Brimer may be the best. I think he was class of 2013 in high school, as was I, and he was maybe the best guy in our class. Ended up going to UCLA, I believe, that senior year. Uh, he won the Easter Bowl, and he was always, you know, one of the top-ranked guys and just exceptional. He tore his ACL in college, but has, you know, has gotten significantly more healthy since then. Uh, has worked his way up the pro rankings. You look at where Gage Brimer is right now in the pro rankings. Gage Brimer currently at 451. Uh, he is going to be the first person we wager on because you look at his odds today. Gage Brimer minus 770 in taking on Luis Umberto Lopez. And Luis Umberto Lopez, for those of you unfamiliar with him, 22-year-old out of Mexico, is currently ranked outside the top 1,000. He is at number 1,278 in the current rankings. That's 17 spots below his career high of 1,261, 3-6 on the year. You look at his career on the future circuit, which is where it has predominantly been around the ITF circuit, 45 and 38 overall, 24 and 18 on clay, 21 and 20 on hard court. Again, there's a reason that Gage Brimer is a significant favorite, and I would never say, hey, throw money on a minus 770, because unless you're betting in the millions of dollars, which you know, I wish I could say I could do. Sadly, I cannot, or at least not yet. We'll see if our fortunes change. Again, that risk-free bet up to $500. I don't think I could cajole DraftKings into a risk-free million-dollar bet at this point. Nevertheless, uh, Gage Brimer, a guy who I think continues to get better and better. Again, he is seven off his career high of 444. The 25-year-old finally starting to get healthy. 
you have seen Gage Brimer strike a ball or you hear the pop coming off of his ground strokes. Uh, it's a special sound. The guy's a special talent, and I just think he is going to be rock solid today against Luis Humberto Lopez. But again, those minus 770 odds, not great. So what am I going to do? I'm going to tease him with the other U.S. Pro Tennis Series men's match on the day. That's Felix Corwin taking on Joshua Ortlip. Now, Felix Corwin, a guy from the Midwest, another guy I think he was class of 2014. He went and played his years at Minnesota, was an All-American there, a guy who won our Crack Rackets, uh, one of our first tournaments we held and got himself, I believe, a qualifying wild card uh, into, or it was an event we were putting on for the top seed Cleveland Challenger. Uh, It was a really fun event, and he got himself in a position to earn a qualifying wild card. Uh, He is a minus 225 favorite today over Joshua Ortlip. For those of you who don't know Joshua Ortlip, player out of Cal Poly. I believe he was a senior in 2019, Uh, so last year he would have been out for a year. You look at where Joshua Ortlip is now in terms of the ATP rankings. Ortlip currently 778. That's only 20 off his career high, Uh, the 23-year-old. Again, uh, a pretty solid career thus far. You look at what he's done overall. Uh, He had a pretty good 2019, 31-23 overall in his uh, career. Most of those results, I think all of them actually on hardcore 23 and 15 last year overall. But Felix Korn is a guy who I think continues to play better and better tennis. A guy who, you know, you look at where Felix is at in the ATP rankings right now. Felix Corwin, uh, I mean, he's 60, 566. That's eight off his career high. The 24-year-old, again, not much older than Joshua Ortlip, but I just think he's got that extra year of professional experience for Felix Corwin. Big serve, big forehand. And, you know, yesterday Corwin battled with Martin Redlicky. Uh, he knows the the conditions. I, I just, I, I really like Felix's game. I think he's the more experienced of the two players. And if you're looking for a little bit of a tease, now this is a risky one. If you're saying, Alex, this is exactly how you get yourself into trouble. Stay away from this. Well, you know, trouble es mi nombre mi deo. Uh, so that is just what I'm going to stick with. We'll say $30 on Felix Corwin and Gage Brimer, two college guys over Joshua Orlip, who again, I suppose is also a college guy, and Luis Umberto Lopez minus 159 odds when you tease them together. $30 to win 1915. I'm locked in. I think that's a winner. I like the ser- big serve, big forehand, Felix Corwin combo, Gage Brimer, I think just going to grind down Luis Lopez. Give me those matches. And of course, I believe you can watch all of those on ESPN3. Okay, that's number one. Again, we want to keep these under 15 minutes. So let's rock and roll here. And as you know, I can pretty frequently uh, go on a nice rant, a nice tangent if I desire, but, or, you know, if, if needed, I suppose, if necessary. Um, but I'm not going to do that today. Let's stick to the to uh, the wagers. Let's refocus here. And I hear Westoff in the background being like, come on, Alex, you, you've actually kept it under 15 this week. Let's keep this one under 15 as well. So we get to our next wager, $30 on the freedoms to sweep singles over the breakers. And if you have followed this World Team Tennis season, you know the two best single singles players, single singles players. Hey, great shot. The two best singles players on any roster have been Taylor Fritz and Sophia Kennan. And guess what? They 
both happen to line up for the Philadelphia Freedom. You look at the league leaders right now, Taylor Fritz, 64 games played. And yeah, that's on the lower side compared to the other people inside the top nine. In fact, I think that's the lowest number, but it's because he's been so rock solid. 38 games won, 26 games lost. I mean, he has just been rock solid for the Freedoms at the number one singles position, at the men's singles position. You look at it for women's singles. Who's the number one player on the women's side? It's Sophia Kennan. 38 games won, 18 games lost. She's number one over Kim Kleister's the only player to beat her. And they're the only two players with a, over a plus 10 margin. Kleister's and Kennan Pegula also plus five. Uh, but, you know, those two have been the two best definitively. And I think Sophia Kennan, seeing her go from Australian Open women's singles title to being the best player in world team tennis is not a jump anyone thought was illogical or wasn't going to happen. So, you know, Sophia Kennan has been a sure thing. Taylor Fritz, I think, as close to a sure thing as you can find in this men's singles no-add up to five-game format. Uh, And, you know, for them, they're taking on Johnson and Brady. They also had a day off yesterday. I think that's going to help. Johnson and Brady both playing yesterday. Brady taking a loss. I believe Johnson taking a loss as well. You can get plus 155 odds if you tease the Freedoms to win both of their singles matches. And again, that's how they've climbed to the number one position in the standings. They've built, uh, you know, their their resume, I suppose, at this point. That's why, they, again, they're number one in the standings the way they are. Uh, the Philadelphia Freedoms right now is because they win the singles positions. They build themselves enough of a lead there to keep everything else close elsewhere, and that's enough to get them victories. So give me the Freedoms to uh, sweep in singles, both men's and women's. Fritz and Kennan over Johnson Brady plus one fifty five odds thirty dollar wager wins you forty six fifty in return. Let's rock and roll with that. And now again, the Corwin the Brimer parlay gets a little bit risky. The odds aren't even that great. If you want a tasty odds on another parlay, and I'm only going to go ten dollars on this one because I really did a deep dive in the status here. It is a big matchup today between the Washington Castles and the Chicago Empire. The Castles right now four and four. They're just outside the playoff picture based on uh, the current standings. By the way, the current standings, Freedom 7-1, and one, Smash 6-2, and two, Storm 5-4, and four, Empire Castles both 4-4. Four and four. They're a full game up on the 6th place, 4-6 and six, Vegas Rollers. So this is a big game for the Castles. They win this. They put themselves in a much more comfortable position to qualify for the playoffs. And you talk about the Chicago Smash, the thing that stands out for them. You're not going to beat them in women's doubles. Jeannie Bouchard, Bethany Maddox-Sands, significantly the two best players uh, in terms— the best doubles pairing, I should say, in women's doubles in this competition. You know, they are 36 games won, 17 games lost overall. Uh, That is number one over the Aviators. The Lasers a little bit close as well. But the Washington Castles, you look at them, uh, they're 26-33, and minus 7 in terms of their game spread. And, you know, that's a big— you know, that's a glaring weakness and as you look into this matchup. That's something, of course, uh, that this team, the Washington Castles, is going to have to consider. You look at mixed doubles, that's going to be a battle. The matchup of Rahm and... Uh Bethany Maddox-Sands, who are 36-29 spread plus 7. The Castles team, 37-29 spread plus 8. That's an either-or, right? That's not a flight you can count on. You look, though, for the Castles. Where do they have their opportunities? Realistically, men's doubles, always a toss-up, but the smash, you know, 8th in the league, the Castles, 6th in the league. That's an either-or as well. 
it's going to come down to the singles position. And if you're the Castles, that's where you think you have an advantage because Tommy Paul, uh, you just look at age-wise, he is, in theory, the more experienced player in his matchup against Brandon Nakashima, a fellow, you know, young American. But you look in the standings right now, Tommy Paul, minus one, 29 games won, 30 games lost. Brandon Nakashima, even, 34 games won, 34 games lost. It's an either-or battle. And I just happen to think Tommy Paul in this matchup, it's a pedigree matchup. Brandon Nakashima, the young rising star, and of course, so is Tommy Paul. But, you know, if you are a tennis Twitter nerd, how have you not? There's a guarantee you've fallen in love or you've thought about, should I tweet out, hey, man, this Brandon Nakashima is going to be a lock. Like, he is a top 100 for sure. And by the way, I think we've seen enough of those uh, tweets at this point. People who are like, if you haven't, check out Brandon Nakashima. This guy's going to crack the top 100. We know. We know. Believe me, Tennis Twitter. We know. Uh, but Brandon Nakashima has been exceptional. But Tommy Paul's already inside the top 75. Tommy Paul's made his rise uh, to the you know ATP Tour, ATP 250 range and above full time. You know, don't sleep on Tommy Paul in this matchup. Don't sleep on him taking it a little bit more seriously. And then you look at Bernardo Pera, who has just been rocking and rolling since joining the Washington Castles, how she's performed. She is fourth right now with a 22-game one, 20-game loss spread, uh, only behind Pagula, Kleisters, and Kennan. You look at this uh, for uh, her opponents here, the smash. Yeah, Jeannie Bouchard, a 9-2 spread in her, the two matches she's played. That's pretty exceptional. Uh, Sloane Stevens has struggled for the smash in singles. I think the Castles have to take the singles positions if they want to win this. The Smash are exceptional at doubles. And again, men's doubles is always an either or. No Rom, Nakashima, Evan King haven't clicked yet at the men's doubles position, but you can never count that out. Again, shortened sets, no ad, uh, just the big serves of the men. It's just harder to break. It's just realistic or it's less likely to break. And so uh, because of the shortened format, because there aren't going to be as many opportunities, a big serve just wins you a point. Anyways, $10 on a castle sweep in singles, Plus 233 odds, it would yield you 23.28 in return. Should we lock it in? Let's lock it in. Let's have some fun. Uh, but then I'm going to regret it, and then I'm going to lose these $10. Do I really want to go down another 70 is really what we're talking about. Well, the point is, you know, we got to change our luck here as we head into next week. So, yeah, let's get this out of the book. If this will be the last parlays, I'll be done parlaying if this one does not hit. But let's lock that in. So, again, 30 on – oh, God, three parlays. I'm just asking to be punished. I apologize, listeners. Today, if you listen to this, thank you. But I guess the takeaway is stay away up because I'm asking you for three separate parlays. Corley, uh, Corwin Brimer, 30 bucks to win 20. Uh, the Freedoms to sweep singles over the Breakers. That's Fritz and Kennan over Johnson Breaker, uh, and Brady. 30 to win 46.50. 10 on the Castles to sweep to win 23.28. Shout out, as always, to the super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, for the of an editing job they have to do day in, day out. It is always a pleasure to get to do these aces of the day. And again, if you are interested, you want to get in on the action, be sure to go to dkng.co slash great shot, our friends at DraftKings. Again, they, they've got you odds on every sort of exhibition going on across the globe. So be sure to get on the action, dkng.co. With that being said, for our friends at DraftKings, our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, and all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say, folks? Hey, great shot, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.